Hi and welcome to episode 118 of Talking with Painters where Australian painters talk about their lives and art. I'm Maria Stolger and I'm bringing you something a little bit different today. It's my conversation with Fiona Verity and Julie Nicholson. You might have heard of them. They have a brilliant podcast called Art Wank, and I was lucky enough to be a guest on their show earlier this year. And as the name suggests, their podcast also focuses on the arts, and they're both artists themselves. They're being shortlisted in art prizes, with Fiona most recently being selected in the Hawkesbury Art Prize and Waverley Online Art Prize. And Julie, earlier this year, won the Ewart Art Prize, and you can hear Judge Marianne Coots talk glowingly about her work on YouTube. And this is the perfect time to have them on the show because they're sharing a booth at the other art fair, which is opening soon in Sydney. And Julie and Fiona are not only taking part in it, but their most recent podcast episode is an interview with the founder of the other art fair, Ryan Stanier, and it's really worth a listen. I was out of Sydney for this interview and it was recorded remotely, so apologies for the audio not being as clear as usual. But here they are, Julie and Fiona. I'd just love to hear about how you both became Aussies and how you actually met each other. Mm. Well, <laughs> who's going for that one, Fiona? I can't really remember. We met from on the Pitwater Artist Trail, I think, when Jules, I was one of the um, committee members and Jules was doing the social media, which she did such a good job on. All right. So um, the Pitwater, tell me a bit about Pitwater Artist Trail. So yeah, that's up in Northern Sydney a, and the Northern Beaches. Yeah. So it's an initiative that's been going for about 13 years, I think. And it's fantastic where it's an opportunity for people to go into home studios and talk directly to the artists and it's great you get loads of people coming in and asking lots of things and they do two open studios and a um a show every year so they do the art show in the Newport Community Centre to launch the trail which is quite confusing because sometimes people are like is it turn up on your doorstep turn up on your doorstep and you're like no no we're in the hall (laughs) It's a good way for um, emerging artists to start out because it's not so um, daunting as trying to put work together for a gallery kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It was, it's all it's all artists run, so it's all yeah. you get to meet lots of other artists and um, for emerging artists, see how to put on an exhibition, how to use a hanging system, and all the the things you yeah. need to know. Yeah, we met um, when Fiona was. Um, on the committee which was hilarious being in her meetings as you could imagine and then <laughs> and then yeah I did the social media and then we we know quite a few mutual people and they've always said oh you should meet Fiona and people mm. are like you should meet Julie to Fiona and then we did and that yeah, was it right. now I, she can't get rid of me <laughs> well I read you both got you were backpacking when you met your husbands is that did you both have that experience yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a mirror, isn't it, Jules? We sort of did it the same sort of thing. Came over as a backpacker. I think a so, lot of English people meet their husbands backpacking. I was at the Newport Arms about five days into my Australian part of my round the world trip, and I met my husband. And then I stayed, and my friend carried on traveling. I said, "I got to see about a boy. I got to stay and find out." Oh, and twenty. 20 years later, Maria. Oh, my in. God. Do you get homesick? Oh, I get so homesick. Do you know, when I first stayed, 
because I was at uni, then I went traveling and then got here. No friends. I didn't know anyone. My husband worked really long hours. Well, boyfriend at the time. I was so homesick. Mm. Never been so homesick in my life. And then I made him go home when we got married. We lived in the London for five years. And then and then I was like, I can't do this anymore with little kids. It was too hard. So we came back and lived, you know, in Avalon on the beaches. And um, I've actually don't haven't been homesick since till recently, till the lockdown. Mm. That's interesting. What about you, Fiona? Yeah. I think I feel a bit the same. Do I I am um, so I got here in '97, and wow. similar to Jules, I met my husband three weeks after I got here. <laughs> it's oh. a bit sad. For me. <laughs> um, we should have explored more. I know, you were like, yeah, you'll do. It's those Aussie men, those Aussie men, they're very charming. It doesn't say a a lot for the Pommy men, does it? We were like, (laughs) Well, it's what I find interesting about your podcast is that you, um, it's been only going for like about 18 months and you've done, what is it, like 87 episodes? You guys are just churning them out and they're fabulous. How did you, you how did you come up with the idea? Obviously you were doing that Pitwaters Artist Trial together, but how did you come across the idea of, of doing it? Well, we had listened to like your podcast um, and because I was doing the social media for the Artist Trail, I was running out of things to say about the artists and that's not, a detrimental thing to say about the artist I just mean to create content all the time and then me and Fiona started talking about it because she was on the committee and um and then we both were like why don't we start a podcast for the artist trail and then you know it ah. took six months to really construct what we wanted to say how we wanted it to sound yeah. so by then the art trail had sort of gone by anyway and then we said well why don't we start interviewing artists because there were so many questions, Maria, that we didn't know the answer to and we didn't know who to ask. We we don't have a massive art community because we didn't go to art school here. So yeah, right. that was our thought, wasn't it, Fee? Yeah, completely. We had no idea whether we were going to do three episodes or we might end up doing 303. We don't know. I think Julie and I have sort of developed this great working friendship that um, I call her my work wife and... I don't know how I do it now because Julie's made me really accountable because I I can be quite wafty. Well, I think that's the beauty of you two. You're a great counterpoint to each other. Absolutely brilliant. We are. We're like the yin and the yang. It definitely. Well, you know what I love about your podcast is that it explores more. It's like you ask all the questions that any emerging artist would like to know about or who want to become mm. an emerging artist, you know. So it's not just mm. speaking to artists. You're speaking to, um, you know, gallerists. You're also speaking to curators and, and mentors. And, you know, you've interviewed some fabulous people, you know, you Ken Doan and among the gallerists is Michael Reed and Ralph Hobbs. Willie Russo, I really loved your interview with Willie Russo because that was really, she's She's a mentor, she's an artist mentor. Yeah, Yeah. she's great. She's fabulous. really cool. So how do you choose who you're going to interview? Everybody asks me this question, by the way. How do you choose your guests? Like, do you come up with, like, what you want to know and then trying to find somebody? It's very complicated, Maria. It's like there's a real science. (laughs) There's an algorithm. No, honestly, it's like nothing. It's literally we'll be having a conversation and we have a lot of conversations. Yeah. And we might say, oh my God, did you see blah, blah, blah. 
artwork or you know did you notice this or that and then if we agree which is very seldom um <laughs> then, then we ask then we yeah. ask people if they'd uh, like and to be interviewed some, yeah and and some people have come along to us in in a sort of random way and if we think it's relevant to the podcast and that you know it's so it's so funny we try mm. really to be very objective about it because it's amazing how eloquent people can be that you never thought mm. would be and that their stories are just wow and really can inspire people or um just a little nugget of, of yeah. a gem that really takes you forward and you remember that so we just, we love talking to people both of us just naturally so it really is just chat and to the it's so exciting to go we could actually talk to one day David Hockney like you know it, it would be amazing that some people <laughs> even say yes to us we can't believe it and it's so exciting and the knowledge that we found out that hopefully we've passed on as well mm. is is a real help yeah yeah artists. definitely and I think that I think that's half of it is that we're getting such great feedback from the community and that's what we wanted to build I mean Julie and I really we didn't think we we're going to build this community but what we've realized is that that's just as important oh definitely Um, yeah we're creating this like you know this amazing catalog of information and you meet young people especially you know young upcoming artists perhaps thinking about going to art school um I met one on the weekend and gave her the card and said have a listen to this and they you know, they go onto the podcast app and they go, oh, my gosh, 87 episodes. <laughs> yeah, like, that's yep. right. Well, it's funny <laughs> you should say that about people, you know, uh, people approaching you or whatever, because I do also get people sending me emails or whatever, and they're all usually all really fantastic. I think, oh, gee, I'd love to have them on the podcast, but it might not be the right timing or yeah. sometimes it'll be like you've just had two, like I just had two sort of hyper-realists. I can't have another hyper-realist or I've had three women in a row and I can't have another woman and you know yes, what I mean? Yeah. So I, it's sort of, um, it's all timing as well. So I just hope people out there who are listening who might have contacted me at some point, it's not necessarily because I didn't no. want you, you on the podcast. About, you've got to think about the listener Maria because that's what you're you're creating and you don't want when we spoke to you about your podcast you know we 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 didn't realize that we'd spoken to so many women but I guess in a funny kind of way Julie and I have started to talk about what we're realizing is through this exploration and the building of our own work is that the older woman is the one the older female artist is the one that really inspires us that's who really we're going to be before we get yeah. anywhere. <laughs> we're going to be eighty before we get represented at this point. <laughs> well, you know that's interesting because I I sort of um, identify with that as well. You know, so at the, actually, which brings yes. me to another point. Do you find that you have to like the work of your guest in order to be able to become enthusiastic about it? No. no. No, because I think we know enough as artists to to really put that aside and, and can see the technical or, you know, mm. um, what's behind the work, the ideas. Mm. And that's really irrelevant because we're really after, you know, how do you structure your day? What do you put in your studio? Do you listen to music? You know, what's your yeah, process? How, how, how did you, you get, get to that there? show? Yeah. yeah. How yeah, do you yeah. do your social media? So. It's it's not really like a technique podcast. It's more of a 
being an artist podcast, all yeah, those bits yeah. that go with it. Yeah, and yeah, we don't definitely. like the same thing. We definitely don't like the same thing, which is really good because it, again, because there's two of us, it's bringing two minds, two voices, two opinions. And I think part of the charm is that we do disagree. Yeah, I think that's really great. I must say that is one of, one of the advantages of having two people as hosts. Yes. It's really, oh, really yes. good. Also, having when you're having one of those moments, Maria, you know, when we all have those brain zaps and Julie can pick up the pieces. Yeah. No, we, I mean, we I spoke to that on your podcast. Having, like, it really does help having two people because we can, we do um, shoot the questions back and forth. Do you want to add some? What do you think of my questions? Oh, I'm a bit nervous about meeting this person. You know, yeah. it's just, it's so fun. And the whole thing is, you know, half the podcast is about our friendship. So long yeah. may it last, Maria, yeah. otherwise we'd be buggered. Um, <laughs> but it really is about a friendship, about our work. And it's funny um, also that when sometimes we're not sure about someone's work that we might not like, by the end of the podcast, we are loving it because we've understood mm. it more. Oh, we totally. totally get it. Yeah. You must find that, Maria. You must find that because I think it's so interesting. We don't spend enough time at looking at art and anyone, even us art addicts. You know, we need you really need to spend time with a piece in order to understand it and look deeper into it. Oh, and definitely. I find that once I've once we've interviewed someone, I'm like, oh my gosh, that completely makes sense. You know, mm. or totally like my friendship. Sense. It was like my friendship with you, Fiona. It's, it's, I've, I get you now. <laughs> Take it a while. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing that I love about um, podcasting and what I've noticed that you have, it's also happening with you guys, is that how it ends up increasing your whole interaction in the real world, you know. So yeah. you guys, you, you have done a whole lot of things. You've, Actually, just recently you opened the show at Hazelhurst for Movers and Shapers, which I loved. I love that live video. That was fantastic. Um, you had an <laughs> exhibition at Sydney Road Gallery and you're both having a booth at the other art fest next week, actually. Um, so are. how have you found that aspect of it, being almost like personalities now in the art scene? Ooh, well, I, I mean, it's, it's it, look, I think it's good that we're, you know, we go to galleries and we might recognise an artist we've interviewed and um, we can have a chat and people then, like we went to the drinks for the other art fair and because we have a platform, we're talking to people and they're like, oh, I know so-and-so, do you want their number? You know, you can interview them. We just interviewed Ryan Stanier, the founder of the other art fair in over at zoom in london and we got his contact details through a guy that fiona knew through someone she knew that we interviewed in london so you know all these things are creating this um network which is great for us it's great for people listening it's great for the other people that we're promoting by you know hopefully spreading their art or podcasts or curating around Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. hopefully it's a win-win for everyone we're certainly not just doing it for ourselves although you know, in this day and age, we you've got to get yourselves out there. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. that's actually right. And also I'm finding with mainstream media are uh, just slashing budgets for arts coverage. Mm. And it's yeah. people like us that are gonna have to <laughs> pick up the slack because you know, people Completely. have to find out about what's going on. And you know, I just think it's it's great in that respect as well. Yeah. 
Well, can we just say a big shout out to Northern Beaches Council that for two years in a row has given us a grant because we wouldn't be able to do the podcast without it because our husbands would go nuts. So, um, it, well, and you got it, that great equipment, that fantastic recording. Yeah, we've got great equipment. And then, and this year, they've given us a grant to keep it going. So, as you know, you've got to pay for the upkeep. So, um, you know, you've got to pay for the costs that are involved because it, it costs yeah. money to put on a podcast. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're really grateful to the to the local council northern beaches council are fantastic they're really supportive of the arts Mm, Uh, mm. so we're lucky in that respect yeah do you get asked all the time whether you know how do you make money out of podcasts and you have to say yep you don't make any money out of podcasts. We yeah. do it for <laughs> we love, are, Maria. We, do we it for also get asked, do you make any money from your art? I'm like, I don't ask an accountant how much money they make. Exactly. <laughs> Bloody rude. Stop it. It's weird. But it is weird, isn't it? I think people, I really feel... Like what I, people feel quite confronted by it. I think they're like, well, do you make any money? I'm like, well, it's none of your business. <laughs> but also, I really love what I do. Does it matter? You know, I don't I know. I know. I had to sit no, down. I weird. had to sit down and try and figure out answer to that question because it was sort of. It is quite confronting. Not that if anybody's asked me that, don't feel bad. I mean, it's fine. But uh, I would feel bad. <laughs> I say, how rude! How rude! <laughs> I, know. I so, well, you know what I've usually say, and this is true, is that. The, my reward is meeting all these amazing artists, getting more knowledge about my own painting, and yeah. also opening doors to other opportunities, which has really come Absolutely, along. Absolutely, Maria. And that's, so, it's priceless. It's priceless. It's so, yeah. It is so priceless. And I think um, Julie and I have said before that the, the podcast is kind of like has turned into our our university because we, we did both go to art school, but we did quite obscure things you know I did fashion illustration and Jules did stained architectural stained glass so we didn't actually do fine art but we've we've hit this point where we've got so far in our practice that I kind of don't want to go back to the beginning and go to uni but I still want to know so much and I really feel like the podcast has turned into like a big fat dissertation really and yeah. yeah we are learning so much from it and we're we're enjoying that learning Mm. process so long may it last well I don't think you could get this that sort of education from the tertiary institution anyway you know well there isn't the the arts is gone in Australia and it's so sad you know when we were talking to Ryan Stanier from the other art fair we were saying to him you know it is getting harder and harder for young and old artists to get out there find a platform find somewhere to have a show you know it's it's really difficult yeah yeah for the people to get out there so yeah that's what that's what I think that's why I think the podcasting world is so important for artists actually I think it's really great definitely if I I do say so myself but um now I wanted to talk I work (laughs) because I can't talk to many people about this because you are you know one of the few people who actually do have an art podcast that I actually know I want to talk about a few of the things like that I have trouble with when I'm doing an interview and I want to see if you had trouble too um did you find that when you're talking to an artist and it gets to the point where because it's a you know audio podcast and you have to talk about visual things oh yeah uh it gets to the point where you have to describe their work I just find that absolutely impossible. What do you do? 
We don't. No, well, do you get that? Do you get them to describe it, or you just don't? You just say go no. to the go to. No, no we don't online. talk so much about individual work. So we, I think that's what's great. I think about you and us um, existing in the same world is I yeah. think we we come from different angles. So as much as we are interested in process, we kind of, I don't know, we don't really. Well, I think I think if we have. We've just completely ignored that the listener might not understand what we're talking about and just carried on regardless. We've just put the picture on Instagram. Yeah. Look, it, look the way I listen to a podcast yeah, is same. I always Google. So if same. I'm listening to a podcast and I don't know the person they're interviewing, I will Google them as I'm listening. Yeah. I will see the face. I will see the picture. I will see the painting. I will see their book. So I yeah. just assume that that's what people do. And hopefully we might be wrong. Please send us a message. But yeah, that we sort of then. <laughs> yeah, do, I think what? people, I think, and people do that a lot now, Maria. You know, that kids these days, well, my kids seem to sort of, they're like what I call 1980s stockbrokers. I've got multiple screens going on. They seem to be able to, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, what happened right. to what happened to watching television? No, no, no. I'm going to be on YouTube, watch television, and then during lockdown, do my schoolwork at the same time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's right. We're still I living think in the world. people are used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I Nipping, suppose e- used to. even if they're listening in the car, they can wait yes. until they stop the car and they can look on their phone if they're really, really interested, you know. So I suppose That's you're right. True. Maybe I can give up describing the work. I might try that, actually. Anyway, oh, I like listening to you describe it, Maria. Do you, like why don't it. you ask the artist to describe it? Well, because I think they they feel awkward about it. I feel they don't like describing their own work. I think if somebody asked me to describe my work, I find that really difficult because yes. you know it's like it's like when, it's like using terms. I don't know if you find this as well. You don't want to ever pigeonhole an artist. You don't want to say, "Oh, no. and you're a hyper realist painter," you know, because they just don't see themselves like that usually. No, you know, maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's the whole thing. Labels is such a difficult thing, isn't it? I think we're living in an era of that. There just seems to be, you want to leave things a bit more open, I guess, so that people can take their own interpretation. Yeah, because if you ask the artist, then they they can tell you how they interpret it. Because we started doing a little intro, didn't we? We thought, oh, because we used to record a separate intro and then we couldn't be bothered. Honestly, Maria, you're, you're so professional. So we got rid of that. Uh, so then we would, at the beginning of a podcast, in front of them, read yes. something from their website. I'm sure the listeners have heard and gone, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That I've didn't heard that. really yeah, yeah. work because it was slightly like we were reading off a piece of paper. Eulogy. So then we just don't bother <laughs> at all and people can Google them. So, you know what? Uh, you know, like- the other thing is I, I've actually heard people have told me, I said, I'm sorry, but I, I skip over your introduction. I thought I would do that too. I do that when I listen to intro- interviews. I usually skip over the introduction. So yeah. I think it's actually right to yeah. try and start it off in a, in a, in a different way. Or yeah. it's, quite, it, it's quite fun as well because I've got to, People have got to guess who the hell we're talking to. <laughs> well, that's right. And and it's more intriguing and it's really exciting. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And that's all got yeah. to do with just learning the medium, you know, of podcasting. It's You could do so that's much right. with it, you know. It's really Definitely. exciting. And it is, it, it's meant to be a chat. I, I, if I listen to a podcast and it's super polished and 
overproduced. Um, I feel a bit like, oh, it's too much like radio. I don't know. I I like, I like. Is that that why you leave a three minute gap in the editing quite often? (laughs) No, that's so you can go for a pee. (laughs) You know, I I like like people to be able to have a little wee break, Jules. Yeah, Yeah. that's nice. Um, now, I've also heard that, yeah. there, you know, I think I heard you talk on a podcast about your difference in opinion as to merch, because I'm very interested in this, as to whether you're going to go down the merch track. And I think, Julie, you're, you're anti-merch. She is. Anti, anti-merch. I really get a little bit annoyed about merchandise because I feel like it's landfill, Maria. And look, I, I'm not saying I'm the biggest bloody green person in the world, but, you know, I just think anything extra that isn't adding too much to anyone's lives is really not necessary. But I did concede that maybe we could do a mug because mugs are very useful and people drink tea in their studios. But I just yeah, thought, I think a mug's know, a I good idea. Any, any plastic nonsense or things that no, are going to get not thrown do away. Plastic. No, it's, and it's good because I used to work in marketing, Maria. So I can get a little bit overexcited about all the bits and bobs that go with <laughs> with, um, <laughs> with with things, and yeah. I did get very very excited about the thought of some t-shirts. We were going to do a, a very humorous run with the negative um, Comment. comments that we've had, which we thought were <laughs> hilarious. But we forget that we have quite a British sense of humour, so we probably wouldn't have sold any. <laughs> I wouldn't have sold any regardless. I think you would have actually. I think you would. I think that's a really good idea. Actually, on that topic, what, um, well, it's not quite the same topic, but uh, I think people want to know how you came up with the name. I know we talked about that on the interview with me, but can you tell the audience how you came up with the name Art Wank? Again, hours of research and... uh... (laughs) No, it, it was from the guy down it. at Mona. Yeah. yeah, we stole it from the guy at Mona Museum in Hobart who uses the term art wank as the very highbrow, faluting um, yeah. description of, of the... He's got two different ones. He's got the normal talk yeah. and the art wank talk. And, and, wank. and essentially it said a lot because we are trying to get underneath that to try and find out as I said, it's not, we don't want the artwork to be not elusive. I don't want to know everything about people's process. I don't want them to give me everything about that. But we want the art world to be less elusive and how to be an artist and how to run a business as an artist to be and less fairer. elusive than it is. Yes. We just want a fair playing field. We yeah. want it, why, why, yeah. why can't it be a fair playing field? So we're, Life's not we're fair, just, Fiona. Shut up, yeah, not yeah. my mother. <laughs> but but also no, we thought Art Wank was a real punchy name as well because obviously it's a swear word. We do swear a lot. It sort of fit in with the whole ethos of just having a chat. It's yep. very casual. Yep. And hopefully people remember it. I mean, old 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 people that we tell, they just have a good old laugh at it. No, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Now, I want to ask you something that you asked me in my in the inter- when you interviewed me, and that is yep what advice you would give to artists who are you know seeking to become well emerging or are emerging at the moment because you are actually doing it yourselves um in that you're at that stage and you created that out of well what did you create that out of can you tell me a bit about that 
Yeah, well, we don't want to give away too much, Maria, because obviously the book will be coming out soon. But yeah, I'm joking. So um, I think you should be putting out a book. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we will. We will. We want to. We really want. To. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, I was. Yeah. Um, I think like you, you, it has to be hard work. You just got to get Rudy. You can't have that in the background. I'm doing a podcast, my love. Oh my lord! Sorry, it's my son. <laughs> um, so it's um, yes, hard work, and what we found is asking because Fiona is very good at asking. I am hopeless at asking. You know, just to ask you to do a podcast, like I never would have done that. And mm-hmm. so I think as a young artist, if you want to know how Guy Maestri paints, uh, for example, I'm sure he would love you to ask him, honestly, yeah. the right way, appropriately. Um, or do the research. I think that that's... Um... Obviously, yeah, just ask is something that we've come across a lot. You know, and we keep saying through the podcast is that if you want to know something, find it out, you know, yeah. look it up. You know, you've got to be you've got to be hungry. And I think in a way that art world sort of um, unless you're obsessed and passionate, it's not the career for you because yeah that's true there's no there's no money in it really even the top people the very few yeah that's probably right I think you've yeah you've got to pick yourself up and dust yourself off when you don't sell when people you don't think like your work you haven't done very well at a show you have to pick yourself up and go f it I am gonna do better you have to strive to keep doing better whatever stage you're at like to to um yeah, be curious. But for emerging artists, really tough. Just group shows, it seems, you know, whatever you can muster. Um, and just keep getting yourself keep out there. And, and, mm. and enjoy keep, the and journey. Keep, enjoy yeah. the journey. It's not, I think Julie and I have re, uh, realised more than anything. And we. I always remember my mother saying this to me, you know, enjoy the journey, not the destination. And I used to think, oh, God, shut up. <laughs> But actually, it's very wise. It's very wise. It's so true, though, isn't it? It's like this year has been amazing for us in the sense of it's given us a great opportunity. We have have never painted so much in our lives as this Mm. year. And a lot of that's down to the fact that we haven't had to drive our lovely children to various things. So we were, everyone was around and we could just get on with it. I mean, Julie had more challenges than me because she actually did homeschool her children whereas I ignored I ignored mine and I you know I think a lot of people have been in the same situation and it's going to be interesting to see I think there's a lot of COVID artists have popped up and it will be interesting to see how they go when they realize it's not as glamorous as they thought it was (laughs) yeah well you know what I you know with COVID there was there was sort of various reactions. I think one of the problems was actually thinking, oh my God, I've got all this time, but then losing motivation. So I think for some people it had the opposite effect, you know? It depends yes. where you're at, where you're at, I think, and your home situation. Yeah, that's true. That is well, very luckily, true. But I do... Luckily, we had signed up for the other art fair because that yes. was the impetus to just paint, 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 paint. So that was yeah. fantastic for us. We had a goal. Um, yeah. And maybe that's what you've got to do as a young artist is set yourself's goal. You know, 
six months time, I'm going to put on a group show in, in the six months after that, I'm going to try and save up enough money with a part time job on the side to um, hire out an art space. And I'm going to invite and go to all these other shows and invite some people in the art world to come and see it. Like from what I can see, it's really getting yourself out there, going to openings. Mm. Um, and also being in it for the long run, we've realized we'd, we'd like to be old lady artists. Like we're not yeah. going to retire at 60. We'll be doing this forever. Yeah. And I quite like, like we're in it for the slow game. We're not in it for some wham, bam, or we're, you know, some immediate success because, well, A, we haven't got it, Maria, but B, <laughs> like, it, I mean, it, who does that happen to really? Like, no, you've just right. got to keep, keep going. Yeah, definitely. And tell me about the other art fair, because I mean, for people who are listening who aren't aware of it, um, it's it's like it's like Sydney Contemporary. It's like an international art fair, but it's for emerging independent artists. And so what's it like? Because I don't know much about how do you get a booth? Is it very hard? What what was it like for you guys? It depends. I mean, I thought before we spoke to Ryan, who's the founder, um, we didn't realise that they were. it was actually quite competitive to get in. So All right. I did it five years ago with the lovely Debbie McKinnon. We shared a booth. We, yeah. were, we were working, we were doing some collaborative pieces then. And Ryan said when we interviewed him, it was his worst show, that one. And I said, I'm glad you said that because it was a little bit out there. And there was a lot of challenges. What do you mean it was the worst one? Well, there was a lot of challenges with the venue. The venue wasn't great. It wasn't their fault. It just a lot went wrong. So I was But basically about a thousand... But about a thousand people apply, apparently, and what, about a hundred and... hundred. Whatever. hundred get in. Oh, and then okay. we ask them like right. who, who chooses that and so depending on the country so that there's 10 countries around the world that the other art fair yeah. is in um he chooses industry professionals maybe a gallerist you know to choose the work yeah I I don't know on what criteria Maria I have no, no we idea. didn't we don't know uh, what criteria but from the look of it there from who's in it there's a a nice selection of uh, there's a variety of work mm, on offer. Mm. So. Well, the thing I love about the other art fair is that it's quite intimate, isn't it? Like compared to, yeah. say, Sydney Contemporary, and you can go along and the artist is standing there in their booth. So are you two going to be sharing a booth or have you got one each? Yeah, share, share always share. Yeah. Booth number 10, people. <laughs> oh, um, excellent. You're going to get absolutely yeah. swamped. Everybody's going to come up and want to talk to you all the time. We hope so. All we right. want <laughs> selfies. We're, we're available for selfies. But no merch. You can yeah, have a no postcard. Merch. No merch, I'm no afraid. Merch. We're going to have to wait, wait for the merch. Ryan was saying that he started it, you know, um, because a lot of his artist friends, they weren't really getting seen. There wasn't anywhere to really show. You know, people weren't coming to their houses to see their work, which is a great thing about the artist trail, Pitwater and the other mm. ones alike is that it really is a, an area to get out, you know, a stepping stone to get and, yeah. and seen. And um, yeah, that's he true. said, and it's also de- democratises because he was saying that, you know, it shouldn't not, you know, the, the gallery model isn't the only model, I suppose. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, so it's, it's, it's open for all. And what I think he was trying to do with it is to, you know, some people are still a bit worried about going into a private art gallery. They might feel like they, don't know what they should say or what to do. So to for pe- for buyers, this is, you know, the best way. 
you talk to the artist, you get to know the artist. It's very open and easy to buy the work. And March uh, this year, they um, had the last Sydney other art fair and it was their best fair ever. Oh, really? Normally, Sydney's not a big, big sell for them because they're in London, Los Angeles, Brooklyn, Mm. you know, they're in big places around the world with huge populations. You know, we're little old Sydney is quite small in comparison. And he just said it went gangbusters. Wow. We are hoping, Maria, that there's some big wallets coming to the fair. (laughs) Well, also, it just shows you that Sydney is a place where people value art. I really think that's yes. the case. There are a lot of people yeah. in Sydney who love art. And, um, Definitely. And, you know, and JobKeeper, Maria. Oh, that's true. And nobody's spending money going on trips. Absolutely. Actually, I didn't think of that. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now one thing, yeah, I want to talk about your work, your, both your work. Now you've, you've left me off the hook. I don't have to actually describe it now. I will no, describe go on. it. I want you to. I want I'll you tell to. you what I prepared. Mm-hmm. So Julie, I don't like, well, because I'm talking about both of you, I'm sort of comparing a little bit. But I must say that Julie's That's a right. little bit more towards abstraction and, Fiona, you're yes. a bit more towards representational work. But one thing yeah. that I really struck me was that probably you both have your roots in drawing. Like drawing is quite important. Is that could I, Would I be right in saying that? Especially yeah. for you, Fiona, I must say. Especially yeah, Fiona, for me. Yeah, yeah. But Julie does draw. You do start a lot of things with drawing, don't you? Yeah. Do you? But Fiona's Fiona's the queen of sketchbooks and um, drawing. I I think there's drawing in in painting Everything. too. So yeah. you know, it's it does come through. I don't obsessively draw like Fiona, but I obsessively paint. I suppose so. I'm always mm-hmm. looking and. Um, well, I think your uh, Julie, your work seems to. I mean, even though I say it is, is sort of towards more abstract work, there is like in the title, there's always some sort of figurative element, and you can mm. just, usually you can see that hint of that subject matter in there, but it's sort of slowly disappearing. Was there a reason for that? Yeah. Well, I yes was much more representational beach beach paintings, which I loved. Um, you know, I've always, I've been able to paint, you know, all my life and that's what I was doing, but I couldn't figure out how to really push it beyond and get more like feeling and you, you, the emotions into it. I just couldn't figure it out. So I started going to Willoughby Art Centre um, with Judith White, who's an amazing artist, and it's really pushed me in a completely new direction. And I love it. I felt like I could have done those beach paintings forever and I probably would have done the same painting for 10 years maybe getting better obviously but I felt like I just wasn't moving so to to go into abstraction and go to the studio every day not really knowing what I'm going to paint or where it's going to end up is so exciting Mm. that I feel like I could do it forever like we went to um we went on a two-day painting trip recently so I gathered lots of materials together. We did lots and lots of drawing and painting in situ. And that is, is the basis for the other art fair show. You know, we're treating it like a, a, a mini exhibition. And to not just represent, you know, the place we went traditionally is so much more exciting. And, it, you know, the painting sort of leads you where it's going to go. Mm. I find it so fascinating. And it's it's like a puzzle. It's so addictive. Um 
So I'm really grateful to places like Willoughby Arts Centre because I couldn't get to the National Art School or places in the city because I have kids. Yeah. Um, so, you yeah, know, yeah. for people listening, sign up to the regional places because they're totally. just they're, as good. They're fabulous. Definitely. And, and what about you, sure, Fiona? Courses. Did you have you well, said I've, your I've work been has doing, changed? I've been doing this a little bit longer than Julie because I'm a little bit older. <laughs> um, so I... I got a grant again from Northern Beaches Council and um, had a resident um, had a residency opportunity and produced a body of work for a show, which was very successful. But I was always doing it sort of part time. I didn't paint and draw every day then, whereas now um, I take my my work very seriously and I put that first and I kind of I used to be a landscape painter I was obsessed with drawing from life whereas now I'm taking my inspiration from everywhere and I take a lot of photos of stuff which drives Julie up the wall, which I love, because anything to annoy, anything to annoy Julie. As long as you use them, I don't mind. I know, which is interesting, because Julie used to say to me, stop taking photos, what are you going to do with that? But that was almost a trigger for me to think, well, let's do something with these photos. And I always used to be quite proud of the fact that I drew from life. No, no, I don't work from photographs, I draw from life. And then I realised, but actually, that photograph that I took or the image that I saw on my friend's Instagram in London, that's really taken, gone somewhere. Mm. So I've started to use these images and I've just found a photograph of a dog that has been in a dog's home in London for two years and the poor little sausage hasn't got a home. I might put him in a painting. So I think my, what's happened is I've got more confident to, make up my own story just like Mm. Julie's gone into abstraction I'm not Mm. so worried about painting Newport Beach and make an expressive landscape painting I want it to be more of a challenge and I want to create a narrative I want people to look at my paintings and go what you know what is she going on about there why is that person in that space and why is there a pair of shoes on the table with a a pint of beer you know so that's what I want I want to make more and we both want our work to ask questions we don't want it to be like a full stop where it's like oh we know everything about it you know all our paintings might not be complete and they are finished but we want them to lead on to the next thing we want someone who's buying our art to want to know what we're going to do next ask the questions and have it on the wall for a very long time that they still Mm. in 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 asking questions about it like oh that looks different today Mm. you know Mm. and that's Mm. what we're trying to get to or you see something you might see something new for me that's what I like the work that I buy um because I do collect very don't tell my husband but I do spend a lot of money on small works I know he knows yeah yeah so it's always it's baked beans for dinner tonight kids because (laughs) mummy's brought another painting and and 
I, that's what the paintings that I've bought, the people that I've bought, I, I want to look at them and keep asking those questions. And that's what I'm chasing. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's like Jude Ray saying that, you know, the, the work is finished, it's completed in, in reception when the audience or the viewer sees it. You know, there, there has to be that element to it where you sort of have a reaction to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're, we are, we're not making them to put in the cupboard. We are making them to go into homes and exactly. to be enjoyed. And I did sell a painting once, Maria, to a young man who he bought it for his 21st birthday and he got my card from the other art fair five years ago. And oh, yeah. then he contacted me maybe three years later and he, he said, I've been saving up because I wanted a painting of yours. And it was oh, just the most God. magical moment. I wow. know. Oh, amazing. I can just imagine. Yeah, because we all doubt we all doubt ourselves along the way, don't yeah. we? You sort of Completely. keep thinking, oh, you know, it's not that good or whatever, you know, but yeah. uh, mm. to get that reinforcement's amazing. Yeah. Mm. And what one of the major things from the podcast is how do you know if you're if you're shit or not? Like mm. it's really hard to self um criticize. What do you criticize yourself? So yeah. You have to be so aware of that. It's um, but I think you can only be aware of that when you get it on a gallery wall. Yeah. And then the scales fall away and you go, oh my God, I love it, or oh my God, that's rubbish. Which is happens a lot in the studio. Like I'll be out there painting and I think I'm a genius by midnight, and by eight in the morning, I'm like, oh my God, that was awful. <laughs> but but you've inched forward that inch that yeah. you needed to then carry yes. that thread to get somewhere so all this is what I think the hard work is is they have to put the hours in to get to the yeah to the little bits of you do and you can't you okay. can't cheat it you can't cheat it and Julie and I ask a question often in our interviews which is how many paintings do you make that are shit you know yeah, we, yeah, we ask yeah. artists like do you how many like we interviewed beautiful amber wallace recently that was a great interview a, that was a really yeah. good interview yeah, yeah and she, she uses great. such such um thin paint very much mm. like yeah, um, it looks Ju- like it, it was it yeah it looks it's like beautiful. it happened at once doesn't it yeah yeah yep. so she's got to have had you know we we thought we were safe in asking her but you must have some that don't get across the line and and that's okay and I think that's important for people to realize that we're not a we're not a sausage factory exactly. you know and there's going to be there's going to be works that don't make it but that's mm. okay you know? well that's particularly that's- in the case of those artists who take a lot of risks I just yeah, interviewed yeah. Robert Malherb actually, and he was saying that oh. you know he's very he's very sort of um, intuitive painter, and so yeah. he, he was saying there's paintings that fail, you know, and that's just part of it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially when you and can't I, when you you do the sort of thing that you can't go over the top of it very easily, no, you know. It's just paint. That's Although right. I like that. So Maria, interestingly for me. I'm probably the opposite in the sense of I love, and I think, and Julie's very much the same. We love lots of layers. So mm-hmm. if I had to describe something that I think that really unites us, it's it's surface. So what what we're really interested in is in that integrity of the surface. And she's laughing at me because I'm am I getting art wanky? It's all surface. <laughs> no, it's all surface with us. It's, it doesn't go deep. 
No, it's that we want a good surface. Like I hate the blank canvas. I hate that white expanse. So mm. even though on some of my paintings there's big areas of white, but there's shed loads of other stuff underneath. So it's that process of layer upon layer. So unlike Amber, who when she screws it, that's it gone. I, you know, I there could be 20 paintings. Yeah, yeah, you can come over the top of it. That's right. Well, listen, you know what I'm going to do? I've got some questions here, which which are questions that I often ask my podcast guests. Mm. So I thought I could do a quick, we could do a quick fire of these questions. I love a quick fire. So you got to do it in each answer in 10 seconds or, you know, less than 30 seconds. Okay. All right, I'll start with Fiona. Do you... do you procrastinate? And if so, what do you do about it? Oh, God, yeah, I'm the queen. I've got ADD. Of course I procrastinate. <laughs> um, I just keep keep going, keep moving, work on lots of things at the same time. Oh, that's good. Uh, Julie? I do procrastinate. I might come and bake something. I might um, shuffle things around in the studio. I might go and make a cup of tea it's just literally moving yourself away and then coming back yeah yeah okay so number two how do you know if a painting is finished Fiona I don't think a painting's ever finished I think you can keep on going it's it's got to get to a point where generally it's when it's something's not annoying me like I can say, okay, that's that's done because there's nothing annoying me. What I do now, Maria, is I take them out of my studio and I walk four steps and put them in my house, much to the annoyance of my family. And then I do a lot more looking and I can't paint it, paint any more on it because it's in the not in the studio. Yeah. And then if it doesn't annoy me, then it's done. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Julie? Yeah, I think similar. I I, if you've got time, um, I like don't look at it for a week and then you can really see what's going on with it. But I also use an app on my phone called yes. Brushes where I take a photo, I put it in the app of, of the painting. And for some reason, it's like looking at it in from a distance. So, mm. you know, on your phone, maybe with the white background and stuff, you can really see what the problem is. Um, And sometimes I don't know, and it just takes me forever. And then sometimes I can see it straight away. So, and sometimes I. It's not your question, mate. It's not your time, is it? This is what happens, Maria. (laughs) Mate, now I can't remember. I know it's finished when Fiona tells me. That's that's what I was about to say. Sometimes I take a photo and send it to Julie, and she goes, for God's sakes, talk. Oh, well, no, that's we good. Actually... That's interesting. I was going to ask you whether you bounce off each other or whether you ask each other for their yeah, for your advice. Yeah, yeah that's do, really good. Do, okay, all right, Julie, next one. Um, how do you get into the flow of painting? Like, how do you get into the zone? Do you need Oh, good anything? question, Maria. No, because with three kids, Maria, every five minutes you've got, especially with homeschooling, it was literally get up at six, paint till eight, come back, do it all breakers get everyone up go back for 10 minutes go in go out I do not have to be in a zone and I I get into a zone but if the zone is mixed in a bit of paint um it'll come and if you make a bad mark you can paint over it so I just think you can't be precious Um, right so you're not waiting for that inspirational moment or anything 
Well, nothing would ever happen, Maria. No. <laughs> okay, Fiona, what about you? How do I get into the zone? Yeah. Um, headphones have been really good, Maria. The, the house next door to me. Oops. Oh, Fiona. She's dropped off. She's gone. Maybe the house next door to has fallen on her. <laughs> I'll, I'll invite her back again. Ah, here she is. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I cut myself off. I cut myself off by tapping my headphones. (laughs) You're such a knob. You're back now. That's the main thing. I'm so sorry. That's okay. So how do I get into the zone? Don't touch the headphones. I put my headphones on and just start. I've just got to start. And then once I've started, I can't stop. Yeah, right. So So you don't have trouble starting, though. God, no. I have trouble stopping, Maria. That's my problem. <laughs> I really do. I'm, I, I, yeah, definitely. I think if, if I was at school now, they'd have me on every tablet under the sun because I think I, yeah, I'm, I'm on every spectrum possibly. But I think it's a good thing. And I've realized yeah. that, you know, yeah. that um, obsessiveness is not a bad thing. Um, I'm your tablet. So I'm reining you in. I do take my tablets, but I probably could be on more tablets. Well, it's good being, you know what, it's good being having a lot of energy and being yes, like that is. because, you know, if you don't have trouble starting, I think that's like 90% of the problem solved right there, but, you know. But I think it doesn't matter whether you're painting, writing, um, making music, whatever creative pursuit it is, just start, you know. Yeah. You just tell yourself you're going to do 10 minutes. Yeah. And the best thing then is like before you know it it's been an hour yeah yeah no definitely I I do have a a problem Maria with the housework or cooking or because you don't do it that's what I mean I don't ever do any of that yeah so instead of putting art off by doing the housework you put the housework off by doing the art brilliant I love that Well, you know what, guys, I have been, I've had such a good time talking with you today oh, and I cannot wait you, to Maria. see your show at the other art fair. I'm going to be there on opening night with my camera. Yay. So I'm going to get some video. Oh, you're so gorgeous. Thank you. So good well, luck. Thank you so much, Maria. We really Yeah, thank it. you for asking us. We've, we've, we we love your podcast and thank we you. We love your podcast and everybody obviously loves you because you are our third best listen to podcasts oh thanks for letting me know that. go That's maria <laughs> you seriously you are get your i reckon you're going to be number one before you know you're up to you're up to 10 listens <laughs> aren't they fabulous if you're in sydney go to the other art fair which runs from the 2nd of december 2021 until the 5th of december and make sure you get a selfie with julie and fiona and follow them on instagram And don't forget, you can also follow Talking With Painters on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening and I hope you can join me for the next episode of Talking With Painters. Anyway, look, I've got one minute left, so I better stop just in case I lose the whole thing. I'm worried if it runs out that it won't won't record. Thank you, Maria. See ya. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.